0: China.
1: China. Yo, yo, this is <laughs> Justin B. Bieber. Hey,
0: it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews, a Zach Sang show exclusive podcast.
1: Heather Dan. Dan, we have a guest here. Get off your phone. Olivia Holt is in the studio. <laughs> Jeez. Star of Cloak and Dagger on Freeform. Don't be rude, right. Dan. Get on it. <laughs> I am
0: on and I've watched it.
1: Monte Carlo. You were there? Well, what were you doing there?
2: They um, it, it was their 58th year for the TV festival. Cool. The Monte Carlo TV festival. So we were there promoting Cloak and Dagger, and it was so fun, so beautiful, but I just... Don't. I Jet lag is is alive and kicking right (laughs)
1: now. But you're like in the promo cycle of this show, which, by the way, is phenomenal. I watched all three episodes that you can watch on the Freeform app or on Hulu. It's out there. Watch it. And this is going to be the first Marvel TV show that I have prepared myself to invest in. Like, I'm going to go top to whenever this decides to end and how it extends into other f- pieces of the franchise. So you're going to watch all of it? I'm into this okay. one. So you're going to watch the whole thing? I'm
2: holding you to that. No,
1: you. I want you to. Okay. I want it to be like four years from now and you're like, yeah, what are you thinking of Tandy now? And I'll be able to like give you a real answer. Alright, cool. I'm invested. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm invested In too. Me being invested. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Thanks. we're all invested.
1: What does Tandy Bowen mean to you?
2: A lot, I mean, I mean, when I first got when I first got the script and you know, the audition and everything, it, it was very bizarre. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but Marvel is probably the most secretive company of all time, like of all time. So <laughs> when sense. I got the audition, I knew very little about the comic one and two, my character description in the log line of the entire series and show. I got very like I didn't know what it was about, so I had to go in and, like read the comics to understand like the characters and their journey and how they got their powers and what their powers even are. So
1: did you know at the time that she was a superhero?
2: Yes. Well, I knew, yeah, because I knew it was a Marvel. God. I knew it was a Marvel project, so I had a feeling it had to do with superpowers. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I mean, but it was interesting because like as you know, the process started really getting deeper. I started to really understand Tandy as like a character and what they want to do for the show because we're sort of, you know, taking a different twist from the origin story. Um, And she's like a very cynical human being, like (laughs) just is living in survival mode, isn't really with what, pop culture is, yeah. and she doesn't really have, like, many friends hey, her she, age, you she know. She lives in the
1: church. She she lives, robs like, people it, to get by. She's a
2: little manipulative, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit? Uh-huh, a little. <laughs>
1: Maybe a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but the process for Cloak & Dagger at Freeform started all the way back in 2011. Yeah. When did you audition for it?
2: I auditioned for it um, last year, early 2017, towards <laughs> the end of... Or the be- yeah, towards the end of January. Because
1: I remember the last time you were in the studio, we, we brought it up briefly. Yeah. But not a lot was known. And at the time, you hadn't gone to New Orleans to shoot it yet, I don't think.
2: I don't think so, no.
1: What was that like?
2: It was an incredible experience. I mean, one, New Orleans is like one of the coolest cities I've ever been to. It just, I mean, the city's been around for like almost, or maybe a little over 300 years. So the energy there is a little bit weird. and <laughs> um, And it's just like spooky and eerie. And you totally feel that. When, I mean, when we were shooting it, we felt it. And, you know, as, you know, the shows or the episodes come out, we're like hoping that the audience feels it as well. But we just like describe it as like another character of the show because it is, it's so stylistic. And the way we shoot it is very cinematic. Like it feels like a movie. So, um, yeah, I mean, I loved, I loved being there and the whole experience. I mean, I, you know, I, I worked in sitcom for six years. So to go from that and then to go into a project that has so much more like, heavy material. It was really intense. The transition was challenging.
1: You've entered a different role when it comes to the roles that you accept and the the shows that you're a part of and any project that you're a part of. The show opens with you pretty much hooking up with a guy. You know, <laughs> and then later in the same episode, you're snorting a, a Pills.
2: Yeah, my parents weren't really happy about <laughs> that. <Sure. laughs> yeah. do, you, do
1: you tell your parents before or do you just let, it, let them see it like everybody else?
2: I told them before, you know, because this is like the first project that we really see this is the first project I've ever done that really actually, like, is, like, brutally, like, authentic and honest and shows, you know, we don't glamorize any of it. We right. actually, like, show it in, like, a little bit of a tasteful way, but in a way that's just, like, raw and, like, in front of you. And um, and so, you know, when I talked to my parents, they were like, oh, interesting <laughs> Okay. And every time I you know my mom was like, you know what, I get it, you know, you're on a very progressive show, I understand. My dad still pretends like I've never told him that any of that was happening. And yeah.
1: How do you prepare for a role where you're hooking up with somebody?
2: Um I don't know. It's a lot of conversation between the two actors, you know, I okay. think as long as you both are in a very respective space. And that goes, you know, along with the crew. And Thank God, you know, we had a really amazing cast and crew who just gave us the space that we needed. And not just for, you know, the scenes that are a little more on the hooking up side, but also on the scenes that are a lot more, because a lot of my scenes are emotional. So to be in that headspace, it's not just easy to like click on and click off. Like it takes a minute to sort of like get there and to be in that space. So I'm, I get, Props to the crew and the cast for that respect.
1: What is that conversation that with the actor? Like, do you set parameters? <laughs> do you go through every little thing? It's Are very you...
2: mechanical. Is it? Very mechanical. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's not just like, all right, make out. <laughs> <Where> <laughs> it was like, to mama. yeah, exactly. No, it's a very mechanical situation. So, and, you know, a, the, the, um, Carl, who plays my boyfriend in the show, Liam, um, he's, like, in a very serious, committed relationship, and um, and we had a very, you know, intense conversation about, like, what our scenes looked like, and what we should, you know, the respect and space that's needed, and, like, what we both feel like we, we need in order to feel, like, safe and comfortable in yeah. those scenes,
1: so. Do you lose yourself in Tandy when you're doing a scene like that, or do you have, like, are you always kind of, like, half and half? Like, reality and acting?
2: That's a really good question. I think Sometimes it depends, you know, I, I, am I'm a very, like, I substitute a lot of things when I act just because, especially in something like this, like I've never, you know, I, I, I have a great relationship with both my parents. I haven't lost, you know, either of them and we're very close, but I can imagine like losing my dad, like Tandy has. And so... I mean, being in that space, like it's not an easy situation to handle and or cope with, for that matter. And a lot of the things that Tandy does, like all the manipulative and anger and sin, yeah, it stems from like losing the one person in her life she could l- like on. could count on and trust, and and so I think. Tyrone is sort of taking that place in a way, and I think that's why you know she starts to develop this hope again and isn't as like aggressively <laughs> manipulative <laughs> in the beginning. But,
1: but like we're, we're still at episode three, right? Yeah. The, the public is only at three as of this moment, yeah. and we're at a place where you and Tyrone, who plays Dagger or, or is Dagger, um uh, you're I'm, Dagger, he's yeah. Cloak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's confusing. Yes, just two of us. But you have
0: daggers. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well they form in your hand and mm-hmm. they're like light crystals and that's yeah. how you you stab people yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But, but cool. so far <laughs> in the series, you guys haven't started anything romantic yet. No. Even no. though you are encouraging people to shift the relationship that is coming.
2: So here's my personal belief. Because in the Go. comics they're lovers. Like in the from the beginning, like they're together, like they are in a relationship. But what we want is for the audience to feel like we're not just going down this journey with them as this team but also like we want to understand them as individuals Which because I feel like that's yeah how we're ever, we're, we're going to be able to respect them and appreciate them and understand what they're going through
1: invested
2: invest yeah exactly and I feel like that to me is is why like I'm so attracted or maybe just like gravitated towards shows like that where like it takes a minute you know to like build up a friendship and then maybe a relationship so we're sort of just like character developing right now and 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 hopefully the audience you know will eventually like gradually go with us down that road. We don't really know what's gonna happen, but
1: yeah. I, I. it excites me because now I am invested into the individual characters, but I'm also looking forward to you guys actually finding love because you guys don't even, the, the crazy thing, but also the part that I love is the backstory that you guys wove into, you know, the current story. It was beautiful because I'm totally in the loop on everything. Yeah. Do I think it's a little crazy that, you know, you and this kid end up on a beach somewhere and then you magically lose connection and then you don't connect years later? I, I don't know. I, I would think that like some kid who saved me and ended up on a beach with me, I, I'd find him and be friends with him but i guess i guess he like he, he cloaked away <laughs> right that's how it works yeah well, no <laughs> i mean think away. about
2: it like if if you really think about the situation that they gone they, they went through at like what eight years old they went through a very he lost his brother i him. lost my father okay. and they don't know how to live anymore because they're his parents are in a completely different headspace because they lost their son. And my mom has gone off the deep end because she lost her husband. So now I'm the mother in my relationship with my mom and he is in this dis- this state of depression and he's, you know, and he's not an extrovert anymore. He's not excited about life. He's not thriving. So, I mean, they're in very two vulnerable, damaged places. And so if you think about it, they're they're not giving themselves to anybody in no. any sort of way, state, form, or fashion. Like, it's it's a situation that they're, like, learning to grow in. And, um, I mean, in Cut 2, eight years later, they meet again, and they are the answers to each other's questions.
0: Did you know going into this that it would be much more than, like, hey, look at me, I have a superpower. Like, there's, like, police brutality, there's sexual assault, there's drug abuse. Yeah. Did you know that going into this? Like, No idea. You thought it was just going to... You had no idea.
2: I mean, I've been a fan of Marvel for since birth.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, I mean, I remember going to the movies as kids and, and uh, just like really like loving the movies. And of course, with all, you know, the new Marvel shows coming mm-hmm. out, that's always really exciting. But I guess I didn't realize the extent of what our show was going to be like. And I remember going to New Orleans. I hadn't even gotten the script yet. So my trust was in like Marvel and Freeform at this point, yeah. like, I'm confident that, like, they're going to give us some good content and material. I remember getting the script, getting settled in my hotel room. I open the script, I start reading it, and by the end, I'm, like, floored. Like, honestly, like, it's – our first episode is so strong, mm-hmm. and it was really interesting because I was, like, not expecting the things to happen that actually happened. I mean, we're really – we're a progressive show. We focus on, you know – cultural issues, like you said, police brutality, sexual assault, addiction, um, racism. I mean, there's so many things that we are focusing on and we're not shoving it under the rug. We're making it known and aware. And, um, and I, I almost sort of feel like our writers like saw the future in a way, because as we were shooting the first season, Me Too movement happened, Mm -hmm. Time's Up campaign happened, March for Our Lives movement. I mean, there were so many things that were going down as we were shooting the season. So we gained so much perspective and I felt, I feel like both Aubrey, my co-star and I, we, we, we just felt like we were in a very um, interesting space where we felt like we can tell an authentic story about, you know, yeah, it's a show about two kids who develop these like insane superpowers but it's also about these two kids are going through Situations in society that actual kids are going through, and we can tell that story in an authentic and
1: organic way. Well, that's it. It's not. I mean, it is progressive in one sense, but it really is realistic.
2: Mm -hmm. It's reality. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, it's escapism because you guys are superheroes.
2: Yeah. Exactly. I
1: love the way it comes together. What was it like meeting Aubrey for the first time?
2: It was really cool. He's um, he's a really special person Um, and an actor. He like he's like a true like genuine talented like just naturally just gets it and is so passionate about what he does he actually he comes from Broadway Um, he showed up to set one day wearing like a Lion King on Broadway sweatshirt (laughs) and I was like ah like what are you like a fan of the Lion King or something he was like "Um, yeah I am but I was like, actually, I played young Simba on Broadway for like five years. No <laughs> It like, cool, just like one thing to leave out. Um, but the audition process was really our chemistry read was, it was, I mean, I don't, I don't know any other word for it than like magical because it just, I've done tons of chemistry reads in the past, but this one was like, it was rare. It was very unique. It's, it's, I find it very like rare you you just don't you don't connect with somebody like that that you don't know anything about and then the chemistry is just undeniable it's just there and it was special
1: what do you learn from working with him because the whole first season's already done
2: yeah he's a um he as an actor is just very he respects his feelings and he respects the people around him and he is all about the creative collaborative process and wants to create something that's going to move people, not just entertain them, but move them. And, um, it's, it feels good to like finally like have like, this opportunity to be on a show where we can where we can we can do that we can entertain people but we can also impact them and that's what he wants and so to to share that together like that we both have that passion for it is is really special and I'm really excited to work with somebody who's just like so grateful and genuinely kind I mean even like from the beginning and towards like the end of our season he would just like I would catch him and he'd just be like looking at everybody on set <laughs> and I'm like what are you thinking about he was like I can't believe this and I can't believe this is happening, and that's like so refreshing and cool. He's not jaded by any of it, and it's really rad.
1: Dude, and you—you and you come from Disney Channel, a world where like you work with actors who've been doing it for a long time, and some of them could be jaded, right? And sure. they, they could bring a different energy or an unappreciative energy to sure. set. Yeah. When you approach Cloak and Dagger, how do you change your style? Like, how do you advance as a performer?
2: I think it's just. I don't know. I think it's like about the respect, right? I think it's about like really like appreciating the process and appreciating the the work. And I mean, for me, like I'm obviously very grateful for, you know, the time spent on Disney. I started I started working with that company when I was 12 years old and then ended right when I turned 18. So that's like such like a pivotal like I mean, that's like a a mo- like time yes. in your life where you like find yourself it's and you crucial. yeah it's very crucial so you know when i turned 18 and then tried to like find this transitional phase of my life of like what i wanted to do what project i wanted to work on and I couldn't I guess I didn't really know and you know, now entering my twenties, I'm like I this is like what I wanna do. This is the work that I wanna do is 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 moving work and impactful and inspiring work and it's not just doing that for other people, but it's doing that for me as well. Like I feel like I'm constantly having like this great challenge in my life where I can just grow as not just an actor or even an artist for that matter, but as a human being, as an individual and it feels really good.
1: Are you and Tyrone ready to do this or Aubrey ready to do this for the rest of your life? Because you guys are going to be a duo yeah.
2: for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, what's really exciting about this is I feel like for so long we've seen like just like one superhero and one superhero, maybe like a sidekick, but like this is exciting because it's like, they're a team yes. and not only are they a team, but this is the first time in television history that we're seeing, uh, superhero team that's black and that's white like we're an interracial duo superhero team and that's like we're making tv history here it's we're game we're making you know we're game changing it so it's cool it's are, really special
1: are you ready to be connected to tandy for the rest of your life because there's, a, we could talk like sixty years from now, and you're still gonna be doing conventions as freaking candy.
2: <laughs> That's what people are saying. It's kind of weird, like waking yeah. me out twenty dollars <laughs> in a headshot. Yeah, I know. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm ready for it. I guess I like wasn't prepared. I just, it was like just like another audition for me. Like it didn't feel like it was any different. So I guess this is like, yeah, it's like every now and then it hits me, like well, like now I'm a part of, you know.
1: Marvel Universe.
2: Like, this is crazy, yeah.
0: Yeah, is being a superhero, like, what you expected? Is it cool as it looks?
2: Yeah, it is. is. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely got my steps in on this show. Like, the the physicality of, like, the characters and, I mean, even emotionally, like, where our headspaces were at. It was exhausting towards the end. But, um, I mean, all for good reason. I mean, I've, I've always wanted to be a superhero. Like, this is really rad. And, like, not only is it, like, I mean... I have light daggers coming out of my hands, man. Like, that's so cool. And even, like, you know, I mean, our special effects team is incredible mm-hmm. on set, but obviously, you know, they they were very helpful in, like, helping, like, because obviously I don't have, like, a real dagger in my oh, hand, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry to break it to you. <laughs> Hollywood, baby. But, like, you know, I, I, they were so helpful in, like, telling me, okay, like, this is how it's going to look in post, like, just so you know and you're aware for your, like, reactions. That way it wasn't, like... Reacting too big or even too small. (laughs) So, but the dagger actually, it, you know, enhances as the season goes on and as our powers get like more powerful. And the same goes for Cloak with teleporting.
0: Well, that's me. I don't, what what exactly are your powers? Because, like you said, we're three episodes in, I'm like, your hand's always glowing, his mm-hmm. is smoking. You're going to like bright places, he's going to dark places. I'm like, what, yeah. what's going <laughs> episode on Episode
2: 3 is a little bit trippy, but it's the perfect segue into episode 4. And so not only can I manifest light daggers out of my hands, and not only can Cloak teleport, but we also have the power, Tandy has the power of Um, When she touches people, she sees their hopes. And when Tyrone touches people, he sees their fears. Mm. So in episode three, that's what was going down was whenever I touched somebody, I was like seeing Tyrone's hopes. And then he so I was walking through his hopes and he was walking through my fears.
1: It's light and dark.
2: Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it's light and dark, like power and energy working against each other. And that's why Tandy and Tyrone are constantly being pushed together and pulled apart.
1: That's going to make having a relationship very difficult.
2: (laughs) A relationship is complicated. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you're going to want to be with each other, but you really can't.
2: Yeah.
1: um, The showrunner says that there's like a dozen Marvel Easter eggs scattered throughout the first season of Cloak and Dagger, because there are a ton of opportunities for this show to kind of play into the other shows, because mm -hmm. they all make up one universe, obviously. Right, yeah. Do you know of any of these Easter eggs? I know a couple. I know. <laughs> well, okay. I, I mean, one of the obvious ones is Rockson right? which mm-hmm. is the, the company that her dad works for or worked for. And uh, they're also the ones that blew up the, the, the what, what was the thing, the pier or the? Uh,
2: the, rig. the rig. The rig on the water, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, if you really pay attention, Tyrone's mom, um, she is also a, in talks or it works with, Roxanne. So if you're watching the first couple episodes, there's conversations that she's having on the phone. Yeah. You know, she's always busy and trying to get her stuff done and work done, and those conversations are with on. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty intense.
1: Do you, I mean, one of the things that was brought up was working Cloak and Dagger into the Avengers Infinity War, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well they stayed quiet on it, but like all I read was that like there's a possibility that in the future it could happen.
2: I mean, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to it. Like <laughs> I'm all down to be an Avenger. Or at least just make a cameo. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, just like Shove say, Hey, do <laughs> <laughs> you need help? No no no, we're good. <laughs> I have dinner okay. too <laughs> <laughs>
0: does like spider-man make an appearance in cloak and dagger
2: that's something i'm also really down for (laughs) i mean we're and actually i feel like that would make sense right because Tandy and tyrone are very young and you know in the new spider-man he's also very young Mm -hmm. as well we also talked about i mean aubrey and i are like way game to do a crossover with the runaways too just because we're all along the same age and in the you know the sort of like same universe so um it would make more sense for Spider-Man and the Runaways and Cloak and Dagger to all, you know, meet up at some point, just because of I think the age situation and what they're going through, you know, in mm-hmm. 2018. But um, I don't know, we'll see. I'm like begging Marvel for some sort of crossover because <laughs> right. that would be rad. It,
1: it has to happen. I mean, y- I'm
2: confident it will. But
1: you that's guys just are me. present day New Orleans. They're present day Los Angeles. Yeah. I don't know New York. I guess that's where Spider-Man's home base is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow, it's just weird because watching your show, like the other ones, seem a little more like cartoony with like shooting spider webs, and you guys seem more like real life. Does that make sense? I'm
2: happy that you feel that way. Yeah, no, I think, I think that was, I think you know, we want it to be like a gritty and effortlessly cool show, but we also you know we want to keep it grounded as much as we possibly can because I think that's what people are more drawn to anyway. You know, and. um and i that's one thing that i was really really happy with when i signed on to the project and i read the first episode as i was like whoa i really wasn't expecting this to you know feel so much like like real life yeah. and and that's what it does it doesn't feel like it's you know a a teen drama like i mean even my grandparents watched it and they were like whoa, Olivia, like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that doesn't sound like them at all. I'm sorry, Grammy and Grandpa. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I feel like it just, like, reaches, like, a really, like, large audience of mm-hmm. people who can watch it and not feel like they're, you know, watching it with, you know, with, a, like, an adolescent's headspace. They're watching it with, you know, their own headspace and can relate to it in any level they can.
1: You tweeted, the music is everything. Cloak and Dagger. So you're watching for the first time and hearing the the score of it. Yeah. What was I mean? Even watching the show for the first time, what do you think about?
2: Dude, I like. I am so. I mean, I do. I'm. I'm a musician. Like I'm an uh-huh. artist. Like so. Like music is something that like I'm like just naturally like drawn to and obsessed with, whether it be like my kind of like genre or not. But I like. I'm so obsessed with the music in our show. And I really did not realize that that we were going to really take it to like, I'm very like, but our show was actually like when we were shooting it, I remember like some of our directors that would come in or even the writers, they would come out with, um, uh, they would come out onto set and they'd be like, Hey, so like take a listen to this song. Just sort of like feel it out and and just sort of have that in mind for like the tone of this scene. Whether we use this song or not, it's going to be within cool. this same you know realm and situation. And I was like, well, that's like really cool. I've actually like never done that, but like I've listened to music before scenes sometimes just because you know it, it sort of helps. But they had specific songs in mind for like what was going to happen in in you know the final edit, and that was really cool and interesting. And I'm love like I'm loving like it just it. It makes such a difference. It
1: sets the tone.
2: Yeah, it sets the tone and, and it gives it
1: get lost from everything else that's totally going on around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the chances that you do a song for Cloak and Dagger?
2: Um, I have. Whoa. Yeah. And if you keep watching the season maybe you'll find out which episode it's in.
1: <laughs> Will Tandy be a musician or is this going to be separate?
2: I hope it's separate. I hope, you know, I, I mean, that's something that I just don't see Tandy ever pursuing or doing. I mean, maybe within one of her manipulative schemes, but I don't <laughs> think like as a career choice that would be her thing. But um, but yeah, I do have a song in the show to cool. cover. It's yes. a cover. A
0: ah. cover. It's
2: a cover. A pretty infamous Dick song. Mm. Well done. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs>
1: Heather's in. Do you think you could ever steal from somebody to survive? Like I was watching last night, and I was like, I wonder if you could ever do that, like show up to somebody's house. Do you know
2: what? I've thought about. It. I mean, I also just watched Ocean's Eight, and I'm like, they make it look so easy. <laughs> like they like yeah. why I've never wanted to be a felon anymore in my entire life. <laughs> and they they like, really had so much fun doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw it last night. <laughs> I know it's insane. I I don't think I would though. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Maybe if you have to survive. Maybe,
2: honestly, yeah. If I have to survive, then maybe. But I don't. E- I don't even think from somebody. I think I probably just like. Hit up a local grocery store and grab a couple bags of popcorn and like, all right,
0: <laughs> <day>, you
1: know? <laughs> and that's the only thing you eat. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the guilt would follow you. Probably. And then eventually you'd have to return it or like pay them for it. Yeah. <laughs> i probably make my own popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Zach <laughs> show. I am so sorry to interrupt the interview. I'll just be real quick. Get Quip. It's the best toothbrush out there. I'm obsessed with this thing. It sticks right to my mirror. It's timed out perfectly. So I always know that I'm brushing the right amount. They send me refill heads like every month, and that's not just for convenience, it's for my health. Plus, Quip is an amazing toothbrush. It's electric, and it starts at only $25. $25 for really the best toothbrush you will ever buy. I got it for Dan, Heather, my mom, my sister, my dad. Oprah uses this toothbrush, so why shouldn't you? Quip, seriously, it's the best. Go to getquip.com slash sang, and you're going to get a toothbrush starting at 25 bucks, and your free refill pack will follow. That's right, you'll get something free if you go to getquip.com sang. Try out the Quip toothbrush, you'll love it, but I really want you to tell me what you think. So use it and get back to me. Getquip.com slash sang. Okay, back to the interview. Zach Sang Show. You have a new <laughs> record coming out um, on Friday, the 22nd. Yeah. Uh, wrong Move, it's featuring, it's with Rehab and Third Life. Yes. Featuring you technically. Yeah. Record's great. Thanks, man. My first listen, I, I, I'm getting a vibe that it's about an, somebody who went back to an ex and they realized it was the wrong move. Yeah. Am I close?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you know, this song is like it's so rad and interesting and cool and, and weird all like within like the same like cool realm. Like I just I remember hearing it and being like, This is like this is this is something I've never like heard before and I really like it.
1: Production's and really unique on thank it. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I like they sent me the song and I was like, Man, I really want to put my vocal on this. This is rad. And then we did and it was it was pretty exciting.
1: How would it get to you? Like, do you, did you know these guys, Rehab and Third Life?
2: Yeah, I was very familiar with their work and them. Um, and then they sent over the song to my team, and I was really obsessed with it. And we just recently shot the music video for it, and it all just sort of, like, intertwines and coincides in, like, this really cool way.
1: Sweet. Wrong move. I like it. Thank you. How do you take on lyrics like that when you're reading a, uh, performing a song in the studio that's not yours? Like, what is your process like?
2: Um, I think it's just finding a way to make the story yours, you know? And and this is actually something that I've really experienced in, like, this whole— I mean, this past year has been, like, a really, like— It's been a journey for me, just, like, exploring, like, myself and musically, like, what I want to do. And, um, and I don't know. I feel like I've just done music in the past. It didn't make any sense to, like— like who I am or what I'm about or whether it was a thing that I had experienced or not like I don't know it just like it to me it was like I wasn't doing music that made sense for for myself and 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 the things I had experienced or want to experience and so with this song in particular like it just spoke so much to like something that like I was just going through that um that it was just easy to sort of like put myself into that space you know yeah so um that's, like, my goal is, like, you know, whether I write the song or not, like, it's got to make sense to who I am and and who I'm, what I'm about and, and making sure that people can relate to that or, like, empathize with it to a specific degree.
1: Different from acting, right? Because you're taking somebody else's words when it comes to acting, but you're portraying a whole different character. But the music is solely you and it's like your baby.
2: Absolutely. And yeah, it's no, reflective. it's a way more vulnerable space. It's interesting because, like, you're not... You're not, like, creating a character, right? Like, creating a character, it's a little bit easier because you don't necessarily... Like, you can pull from, like, personal experience, but no one really knows that. With music, people are like, oh, who's this song about? (laughs) Oh, wait a second. I know who it's about, you know? And, like, you're like, wait, like, that's crazy. Like, the people are like, like, this is like... But it's amazing, too, because it's, you know, it's that release, it's that escape, it's that creative outlet for you to just, like, let go.
0: What's Wrong Move About?
2: It's basically, you know, it's about it's about making that move to somebody who you just like can't be with anymore like making like a mistake again and um, and that it's always been a mistake and you just keep going back Mm. and back and making that wrong move again and again and again
0: now you said you can relate to that is that happening in your life right now
2: yeah (laughs) this is what I'm talking about this is the thing this is what I'm saying do you
0: have a boyfriend now
2: I don't no
0: but there's been one that you keep going back to. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: and where are you at now?
2: I don't know where I'm at now. But I think I'm okay with that. Like, I think, I think I'm think i okay with, like, not knowing. And I think before I was, like, so serious and so caught up in, like, you know, making sure that, like, I'm always doing the right thing. But, like, making the wrong move is, like, okay sometimes. Well, you, you know? learn. Like, yeah, you learn from it. Or, you or you're stubborn and you just like keep doing it again and again and again until you just can't anymore. And you it's just exhausting. Yeah. Is
0: this a public or- one? Let me look this one up.
1: <laughs> Are you back with this ex? No. <laughs> Good. Uh, Have you thought about getting back with them? I
2: don't really know what I want right now. And that's like what I'm saying. Like I just like I'm cool with just being s- you, single yeah. and me and like I think it's a lot about like finding like who I am I don't know when I get into relationships I find myself like being a little too codependent and maybe that's just because I'm young and I'm still like figuring it out but like I like I like being independent and like having that space to just like make decisions for me and not just in my career but even personally you know so I don't know I feel like I'm in a good spot it's, it's tough because like everybody wants to feel loved and wants to be with somebody and mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah, I t- I totally get it. Yeah, but the feeling like you can't be dependent on somebody else. At no. least not now. Na- like not at this phase in Dude, life. Dude, I
2: am twenty. Yeah. I'm like, I just wanna. I just, I just want to thrive. That's what and, I want to do.
1: You're in such a position mm-hmm. to thrive that yeah. nobody should be clipping your wings.
2: No, don't clip my wings. No, it's, it's, they are attached. Yeah, spread them fly. forever. I'm fly. <laughs>
1: but then at the same time, you got to watch out because I think there's a lot of people out there that might want to, you know, attach themselves to your wings, not clip them, but like weigh them down.
2: Yeah. So going to yeah. ride
1: that coattail. I
2: know, I know, and you got to watch out. That's why you got to be aware. You gotta, I feel like sometimes when you're like in something so serious, also so young, my my brain is literally not even fully developed yet
1: it's I good that think, you understand that yeah
2: no i think like statistically like it's like 25 right like the, your right. brain is like that, yeah. fully developed so for like five years like i'm gonna be changing <laughs> i will not be the same so, human that i am right now no, it's
0: true <laughs> it's <the> truth <laughs> so i found him
2: no you didn't
0: is his name ray
2: i don't know yeah it
0: definitely is <laughs> so that we got that confirmed but i love these headlines i must have <laughs> missed them back in november Olivia Holt. Hot and single, spending time with Taylor Lautner. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Is,
1: what is Taylor like? Nice guy?
2: Yeah, he's a really nice guy.
1: Is he still jacked? Like, like like, no, uh, he like, why him,
2: like he let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm letting myself go. I'm just like, where's phenomenal. the popcorn? <laughs> um, no, man, you're really jacked. you're really digging into the archives. Investigative
0: over journalism over here. That's yeah.
2: impressive. That's what we really. do. That's I mean, so I live good. under a rock, so I don't know anything about anybody. Well, that's
0: what the internet's saying about you. <laughs>
2: That's so depressing <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god they're,
1: they're saying more than just Tara Lautner And yeah. they live under a rock
0: Yeah But I typed in Olivia Holt Dating And that's what came up
1: Got it His
2: last name is actually Pronounced Lautner Really? Yeah.
1: Oh Oh my gosh, she must have been so angry. Everybody got that wrong. (laughs) I've never heard anybody say that, but I've heard his name a trillion times. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's Lautner.
1: Wow. Did he tell you that like first time he meets you? Excuse me, no, no, no. It's Lautner?
2: (laughs) I think I heard him say it on the phone one time. I think he was like, yeah, Taylor Lautner. And I was like...
1: Was he making a reservation or a doctor's appointment, or does he just always say his full name? (laughs)
2: I think, he, I think he was calling somebody in like an office or something. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> he so talks so in funny. third person. Tara Lautner.
1: Lautner. You, you might have heard of Tara Lautner. <laughs> I'm not so that funny. guy. Not that guy. I'm not him. <laughs> so good. How do you meet him? How, like, how do famous people like that connect?
2: I don't know. Just through, like mutual friends.
1: Do famous people, streams of people? Through other famous people? Wait, what do you mean? Like, like friends? Like, <laughs> like, like who introduces the two of you?
2: Just like mutual friends. I don't know. Like we're all within like the same circle and Got it. Yeah. yeah, and same. we're just friends. Like we're not. Yeah, we're not dating. <laughs> like we're just, just like out. we'll yeah. let
0: just Jared know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Call up Jared.
2: This is really getting deep. Pull up the hotline. Whoa. Whoa. No, I,
1: I always wonder, you know, how famous people become friends with each other.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's. I'm, I don't know. I feel like that's so such a weird thing to say, but I get it. No, I get what you're saying. I mean, and it's weird too because I feel like there's just so yeah. many like it's like clicky, there's you know. Groups. There's like groups, and then everybody like intertwines with groups, and then people get mad because you went to that group, wow. and it's like it's, high school. it's freaking high school in Hollywood, yeah. and it's crazy.
1: Nah. I did that for you know years ago. Now I'm just on Raya, just <laughs> swiping right <laughs> on every celebrity <laughs> I see. Heck yeah! Just hoping they connect and you then know? slide it right in. Yeah, <laughs> and then getting ignored. <laughs> Gotta do it. I'll she could not even say root. it. <laughs> 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 oh
0: my life! Anyway. So how many guys did you have to kiss on this show? Because it has to be like three or more, right?
2: On cloak and dagger? Yes, not a lot actually. What, yeah, wasn't it like two like, in
0: the first episode? Did you?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then dagger. So that's the least three.
2: Oh my gosh. Um... No, like, yeah, I think only like three. Three or four, maybe.
1: Dan's going to start a list. Good. and then I mean, ask I already them, started one, clearly. <laughs> and he's going to track them all down and ask <laughs> he's them, how, them how you did it. Right, People
2: Olivia one. has kissed in Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. Well, like,
0: do you okay. go home and like... keep? you know, write them. No, <laughs> no
1: Dan, she's a
0: professional. No. Yeah, I'm a professional. I, I just seem like, oh, you know, he was better than him and oh, he's last, he was bad. <laughs> yeah, she's a diary.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Definitely kiss this one again.
2: Well, you know, what's also really fascinating is there's, there's clearly like different ways to kiss, you know? Yeah, of course. Mm. And so the, like you can tell like when Tandy's like passionately like Kissing the person that she actually genuinely cares about, and then you can tell when she's like being manipulative and kissing the person just to get what she wants.
1: Is mm-hmm. the Tandy style different than the Olivia Holt style okay, so of that's kissing? That's weird. I'm just wondering. <laughs> like, do, yeah. Do I don't you know. draw on like real experience? I don't know. I mean,
2: there's or, only like really like I mean what? I don't know. I don't. Dude, I feel
1: okay. First of all, there's different ways to kiss. Let's make something really clear. I thought I was good at kissing, and I started dating somebody four weeks ago, and they're from Colombia, and they've just change my entire mindset and skill set when it comes yeah. to kissing yeah totally upgraded but like i don't know like you yeah. know you feel like you're a better
2: kisser because of dating
1: oh. this person oh yes they've pushed me in a
2: whole new That's dating interesting. direction no and i feel like sometimes i feel the same way i actually think someone told me before that i'm not a good kisser and oh. i'm like great i've kissed like so many humans like yeah, right? this is perfect <laughs> just wonderful but i don't think that i feel like one person out of like the hundreds hun- of kissed. okay, yeah, not no, hundreds. Let's like <laughs> let's let's n- lower that number, maybe a little bit. Like
1: the fives of people, the fives of
2: people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what did they say you did wrong?
2: They were, I don't know. They didn't say that I did something wrong, and they didn't actually say you're a bad kisser. That's just what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it
1: the. Yeah,
2: I don't know. It's weird. (laughs) Kissing is weird. Why do we do it?
0: It is is a little weird,
2: right? It's disgusting. It's really disgusting. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we okay with that happening? Like, with strangers, too, sometimes. Like, we're just like, let's lock lips. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Let me put my tongue in your mouth. Like, weird. Why do we do that? I don't know. I mean, a lot
1: of
0: sexual things are weird and gross. Humans are just gross.
1: Yeah.
2: Like why can't we just like 100 Hold yeah. hands a little bit and, and cuddle. A hug? I lo- and, like I, I like
0: could
1: cuddle all day every day Dude. until I die and be happy. <laughs> I, I don't need to do anything you. else. I mean, I am 25 and a virgin still, so I don't really <laughs> know about the other side. <laughs> My whole life is stopped at making out with people. Um so, <laughs> so but whatever.
2: You uh, you know what? You know what? I think each to their own. I feel like so many people have like a different opinion on relationships and what they're looking for in <laughs> somebody and I mean, it's so it's it's just crazy like how society like sort of like puts an opinion in your head already and it doesn't allow you to like open up your mind or your heart to anybody and that just like it's such a bummer because you know the world is full of like there's you know a fish full of people out there. Mm-hmm. Just like Truth. you know and I think it's a it fish
0: full of people. Is
2: that how the I don't think goes? you got an, of, an ocean full I of, ocean of fish. An ocean full of fish, fish. I'm really bad at analogies. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I shouldn't have graduated high school. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Your your brain's not fully developed yet, so it's okay. Yeah, my brain's not fully developed. I got. I got. (laughs) I got. I got got four more years.
1: but I do I get what you're saying what are we talking I, about I've started are we okay <laughs> I don't know no but I've started a new law in my life I don't kiss on like the first or second date I give that's it to that's good time. Uh,
2: I agree though I think like it's important to like especially like if you're looking for something you know like long term or serious mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. then I think like you know feel each other out first get to know each other get to know each other first that's good I like that
1: and anytime I make out with like a rando or like a uh, just first date thing it never lasts I just yeah. move on yeah you know? Move on to the next. Yeah, and do, do your thing. Okay. Cloak and daggers in <laughs> free form.
0: One more question. Are you recording like your own new music, album, singles... Any of the above? Yeah.
2: yeah, I am. I am. And that's like what the whole year I've been actually prioritizing that. Um, you know, we, we wrapped up first season last November and I sort of did like a little bit of some R&R and vacay for the rest of the year. And then starting January 1st, I like got into the studio. I've been writing and recording with some really awesome, creative, talented people. And um, it feels good. It feels really good. Like it feels strong. And I actually feel like really proud and confident of what's been happening. And um and it's been nice to just like hone in on it and prioritize it. I feel like there's been so much back and forth and back and forth for so many years now. And now I actually have the opportunity to like be as involved as possible. And um and that's, you know, that's the goal. And I'm like, I think I'm finished with like forcing things to be put out as quickly as possible. Cause then I'm like, I I could have changed this or like this should have been you know I don't want to like second guess or question it like when I put out my first like real album like I want to be like that was so much fun and I didn't force it I didn't like it just happened organically and um, and right now I feel like it's in that stage of just like I'm letting it do its thing and I'm letting it you know I'm letting it be like an experience mm-hmm. and a journey and not just another project. I'm letting it be something that's like truly like meaningful to me. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's been six months like strong and I'm hoping to, you know, continue working on it. And um, I'm, ha- I'm happy that, you know, some cool collaborations are coming out in the meantime. I think people are really gonna dig and respond to, but um, as far as, you know, my own music goes, I'm, I'm really, really proud of it. And I'm excited for everybody to hear. Is
1: Wrong Move the start of this new journey?
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think Wrong Move is like the start of like something really cool and and different and unique and quirky and creative and and just like effortlessly fun, you know. So I'm hoping people people like it because it's the
1: start of this whole new (laughs) phase. It's a good record. It's going to be out on Friday. Listen to it. Try it out. Cloak & Dagger is airing on Freeform. Watch on the Freeform app or on Mm -hmm. Hulu. It is a great show. I'm invested start to finish. So I ask that you come back on maybe before the finale so we can catch up on Cloak & Dagger things. Yeah. Tandy Bowen is a great character. I'm into her a lot. Me too. What does this role mean for your career?
2: That is a very, very interesting question. I think it means, you know, it's the first role I actually feel like I can, I can empathize with and, um, and that I can hopefully, there's such, there's such like a massive paradigm shift in what's happening in society right now. And Tandy is one of those people that is so unapologetically herself, whether she knows it or not. And, um, and I love that about her and I want to like continue watching her grow. And even though she has so many struggles and she's going through a lot and doesn't know how to cope with them, she still has this motivation and drive and is passionate about everything that she believes in and won't take no for an answer. And that to me is so inspiring. And, you know, I just, I hope to continue seeing her go down this journey and even the journey that she goes down with Tyrone, you know, I think, I think they are, Better together than they are apart. And that says a lot about humans and the way we connect and the way that we appreciate each other. And, and sometimes things can get really complicated and tricky and sticky, but at the end of the day, we're ultimately, you know, we're one and it doesn't matter about race, gender, religion. Like it just is about love and companionship and loyalty and camaraderie. And I think that that's something that we all need to hold on to and remember. Um, I hope to, you know, that this show, I hope it moves people.
1: So on that, you should watch it. <laughs> Cloak and Dagger is <laughs> on Freeform. Watch on the Freeform app or on Hulu, like I've said a thousand times. <laughs> it is uh, it's a great show. Thank you. I appreciate you, Olivia Holt, taking the time.
2: Happy to be here. Means a lot, you guys. Thank you. Guys. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Woo. It always gets weird when you're around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.